What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> Period. Recording? Yes, God. Guess what? It's a different day, a different week. New Wednesday. Actually, Tuesday for us, but guess what? The fact still remains that snitches get stitches. So, uh, what going on over there in LA? You know, same old, same old. This weekend was the Oscars. What am I talking about? This is not same old, same old. So, um, this weekend was the Oscars weekend. Um, I didn't do any, any like movie stars or some or things like that, but I did do some movie producers, which is even more important to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, amazing. I worked with um, somebody who is over a black production company. Her daughter is also a producer under her, talent producer. And then um, she works on on shows like Basketball Wives, um, Black Ink, all those type of shows. She's like the line producer for that. And then I worked with uh, a producer who worked on movies for... Paramount, which is That's amazing. Neat. Okay. That's, you know, so um, I did that. And then, um, as everybody's seen on my Instagram, I worked with Candy Barris for the first time. That was my first time ever working with Candy, surprisingly. Yeah, you did a great job. It's so job. funny because we know each other. We know each other because we went on tour with each other. Um, Period. Don't, tour. don't so glance she, over that. What you said? She, um, no, I'm saying we went on, I went on the Great Escape Tour, but so we just never worked with each other, which is so funny. Um, but she was probably one of the coolest, I mean, definitely top three of my favorite clients ever. All time. She's so cool. Do you want to share the other ones? Um, do I want to share the other ones? Um, I really loved working. So Candy, Candy, um, Zanique, of course. I love Zanique. Zanique is like, Zanique let me do whatever I want to do. And she just sit there. Sometimes she be irritated. She don't be wanting to sit down and chair for that long. But that's anybody. Because I get like that when I'm in the haircut. But she's a really good client. And um, who else is one of my favorites? Top three. I found out. I'll let y'all know by the end of the episode. Just remind me. But definitely Candy and Zonique. I thought Candy. it was going to be me, but. You? Yeah, let me tell y'all how. The thing about it. Let me tell y'all how. The thing about it. Is. Made me wait until I was in my thirties to learn how to do my own makeup. First of all, she never showed interest besides eyebrows. I I show her that. Um, unfortunately, over time, you know, I told her that it's gonna take practice. She's a type of person where if it don't turn out right the second time, she ain't doing no more. <laughs> so she said, "Then let the products." Now I sent him with several photos of how my eyebrows turned out more than two times, and he had me out here looking stupid. Then I even offered to do her makeup twice. We had a, a photo shoot for our merch. I asked her, I'm like, let me do your makeup. You trying to say I'm not doing makeup? Uh, you did do, you did, no. You mean when we took the photos, the podcast pictures, and you did do my makeup? No, I asked you to do your makeup for the merch photos, and you said no. Oh, and I did my own. It's funny, because my, my skills don't got way better even since then. Just but the thing is, I wouldn't even had to say that if you would have taught me a long time ago. Well, here's the thing, though, and I tell people this all the time. It's not about what, and I told a girl this today. When it comes to stuff like that, 
we have two different hands. Some people are left-handed, right-handed, and then some people even hold their pencils and pens different. So the same thing with makeup. You have to physically experience how to do your own face before you try to learn techniques because you need to figure out what's comfortable for you first and then you like incorporate other stuff. I do. Well, you get you there now. I mean, I feel like you're at the point where you understand makeup to a certain extent and you know what you like. Yes, now it's the point of of attacking the areas that you want to 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 tweak. So like if you're looking at your makeup, you be like, I don't like the way I do my eyebrows and I don't like the way the eyeshadow is looking, or I don't like my contour, or I don't like my blush, or you know, now I will say the last time I did my makeup was top tier. Never did it that far ever in my life. I snapped. Even from the last time I thought I snapped, did not snap. Definitely snapped last week. Definitely definitely could take clients. Yeah, like. (laughs) No, for real. Okay, you know, the key to my eyebrows is I got to, it's got to be a sharp pencil, like like a number two for me. But I think the thing that made it turn out so well is I started a couple of hours before I left the house. Usually, if I'm down to the last hour, I'll. Um, if you, I'm that taking your time and doing your makeup is actually perfect. Yeah, I had to because I got the dog, and I knew if I waited till the last hour, with nothing getting done but some lashes. But yeah, so I started off by doing my my eyebrows, then I put my contacts in, then I put my foundation, then I walked the dog, then I came back and I did my eyeshadow, and I just was picking colors this whole time. I picked the right colors. So anyway, when it was time, when it was down to the last hour, that's when I really focused on my contour. And my concealer and all that. And I'm like, oh, Alicia. See. I snapped. So anyway, it's all yeah. good. Thanks for teaching me, I guess. So Oscars weekend was a success. Um, I feel really good about it. Hopefully I can book some clients for Grammys weekend. But of course, this year, the Grammys, it's not going to be in LA. It's going to be in um, Vegas. So um, cross on my fingers. Um, I decided that if I do go, I'm going to drive because the key to having multiple clients is to not let them fly you out because you're not obligated to work with them. But if I drive there, um, then I can work with whoever I want. Will it be tough to find a room at this point? Um, so the thing is, um, what, what, what I normally do is whoever needs me for that whole weekend, I'll have them book my stay. But I'll let them know that it's not give well most of the time it's not giving touch up because I don't I haven't really done anybody that is like that is walking the red carpet for the Grammys or award show like that that's like a main star so I don't need to be on the sideline in a vehicle waiting to do touch ups before they hit the carpet and stuff like that gotcha. so I have that luxury of being able to work with more than one person. Um, which I found out that's a lot. That's how a lot of people are. So I don't know if y'all ever pay attention to like how um, when people getting ready for award shows, they all be having professional pictures. It's because most of them stay at the same hotel. Um, what happens is a photographer will get a room at the host hotel. Once they get dressed, they'll come to the room, do their few shots, and then next person come in. That's so crazy. Which is cool, yeah. So people do, and I know a lot of nail techs that do that. So I, I work, um, I've worked with Lizzo's nail tech, and we connected, and, and you know we hang out. Well, we were planning to hang out rather, but um, she do everybody nails. Jesus, she does so many people nails, but she does that. She'll like um, stay at the host hotel for whatever award show, and then 
she'll either go to their rooms or they'll come to her room because she already got the setup and just work like that. So and that's fine. That's like what I do. You work one job, do another one. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, cool. That's what's up. Now I think I, I'm glad you got a chance to do Candy. I love Candy. Anybody know? People be like, "Why is Candy my favorite housewife?" But it ain't got nothing to do with the drama. It's just you know, what I'm saying her hustle. She just seemed like a cool person, and she yeah. definitely can she be really messy, is, and she definitely ride for her men. Okay. She really is. She's so down to earth and, and honest. I love that about her. All right. So let's move on to Black Business of the Week. So my Black Business of the Week this week is a little different. So the name of this institution is called Southwest Atlanta Christian Academy. So uh oh, your yeah. all folks. You get what I'm saying? Current folks, old folks, family, if you will. So, growing <laughs> up, y'all, I grew up in the same church, okay? And that church is called Fellowship of Faith. It's in East Point off Conley Drive. It's actually on Conley Drive. But anyway, the, the, the pastor, the founding family of the church also opened a school, which is on Camerton Road, where I grew up. I mean, Draco grew up really right next door to where Draco I was about to say, it was literally next door to my apartments. Mm-hmm. And so, um, obviously, growing up, you tend to have a lot of friends that go to this school because they're affiliated with this church. And the church is a not-for-profit institution. They don't get a lot of, like, I will say, like, public acknowledge like you know how woodward is like this big school so popular all the people want their kids to go there yada 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 but um and not saying that soccer isn't one of them but it's just not one of those schools that people i don't know if they i, I, I feel like it's slept on it's really slept on i would say this it's in a black community it's ran by a black family produces black talent they have produced i think three nba um basketball players including dwight howard so you know after that that makes the school better, but and Regine went there too. Yeah, Regine did go there. I just want them to get they. I just want them to get their flowers. So yeah. Um. So anyway, the people that run this school are very near and dear to my heart. I really do consider them family. They're good people, and uh, I just want y'all if y'all ever consider, you know, early childhood education, elementary, middle, high school, college prep. Think about Southwest Atlanta Christian Academy. Their address is thirty nine eleven Camelton Road, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. 30331. You can check out them on Facebook at Southwest Atlanta Christian Academy, soccerwarriors.com, email address soccerwarriors at gmail.com. Good people, family run, family run business. Um, like literally the siblings are running the, the athletic program, the, the front office, the principal, all that. I mean, really honestly, I mean it when I say they really are good people. So anyway, check them out. Very black, very valid. You know what I'm saying? Like like Draco said, you know, some. We have had, you know, higher tier enrollment at, at the school. Not that you need that to be convinced, but just so you know, they ain't just producing anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Yeah. So anyway. I'm going to support it anyway, because that's how I am. They they was in my neighborhood. Just so, just so you can get an idea, their address is 3911. Mine was 3901. Period. It was right there. <laughs> right there. Oh, yeah, shout out to my peoples, man. When I was little, I used to want to go to soccer so bad because it seemed like all the cool folks went there. Like all the people that I looked up to in church went to soccer. I'm like, dang. That's how I feel about Westlake. I was like, dang, I wanted to go to Westlake so bad. Mind you, I was supposed to go to Westlake my last year of high school. No, my <laughs> last, no, 10th grade, 10th or 11th grade. Even when I started off Catalina, I was down there in the Westlake. Oh, bro. you did move down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still Campbell's. Still Camerton. Yeah, um, I literally could have chose, but I'm glad I didn't because I, I, I probably wouldn't have graduated from high school if I didn't go to Theorem. So it's the truth. You feel like that? I absolutely feel. I, you know, they. You remember that cheating scandal? 
It didn't just benefit one student. I mean, what they gonna do now? Take your diploma? Thank you. You can take the degree too. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I just, I really didn't get. I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't the best. I wasn't the best when it came to academia. I'm, not that I wasn't smart, but I went to a school where we really were not encouraged to be better. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. So I think that if I would have transferred from there to a school that was doing well, I would have been behind and it would have been a culture shock, like intellectual. So, um, I feel like that too. So I went to North Atlanta my freshman year and see if North Atlanta was looked at as like a really good school and it was like, um, but I was in, a, I had a dual it wasn't dual enrollment. Enrollment, it was the magnet program, but I was like dual magnet because I was performing arts, but I also was international studies. So I would have band for two class periods. Um, and then I took a foreign language that was not <laughs> typical. So I took Mandarin Chinese. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I just curiosity. Huh? Did you just do that out of curiosity? Yeah, because, you know, I grew up taking French and I wasn't even thinking about like college and stuff like that. I was thinking more so like, oh my God, that would be so cool if I learned Chinese. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about like, baby, you need to focus on something that you know you're going to pass so you can get some credits. Because you're a kid, you're just doing stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that it was just really experimental because it was a lot of stuff that I didn't see in my previous schools where I grew up at. So it was just different. Like I just, I really enjoyed my art class. And um, the problem is that I would stay in, my art teacher was just such a a sweet person and uh, inspirational person to me that I would spend multiple class periods in there. So I wasn't necessarily skipping class, but I was definitely not supposed to be in three periods of art, but she would let me sit in there. And so with that, I just didn't go to language arts class and I didn't go to um, like social studies and stuff like that. So I ended up failing and I got kicked out of the program for that. And so when I went to Stone Mountain, I didn't know anybody. So I was kind of forced to do my work because everything was foreign to me. So I caught up on my stuff, thankfully. But the, the lucky part is the reason why I didn't get kept back is because um, a lot of those credits didn't transfer over to Stone Mountain because of the type of program it was. Mm-hmm. So my GPA was actually higher than what I thought it was. Ah, I yeah, think we so talked I, about that. I just realized my microphone from earlier when we was troubleshooting that it wasn't. Um, so I might be a little louder and clearer now than I was before. Yeah, but yeah, um, so my, mine was just, it's just a mess. I was just, I basically finessed my way through high school too. <laughs> because everything was so easy coming from North Atlanta to the, to Stone Mountain everything was so easy to the point where I was taking out like um I was behind on classes when I went there and senior year uh, when second semester came I didn't have any more credits to get so I went home at 12. Yeah see you know what I actually did not do bad in class I had good grades but it was that graduation test that I would that would have kept me from graduating on time And my teacher literally gave out the answers. The portion that I got the lowest score on, which was science. And I failed it. I definitely failed um, social studies. 
Yeah, I would have failed social studies too. Actually, I probably, I think I did social studies on my own because I always liked history, but science, I knew for sure that I was going to um, get some stuff wrong. And she came down the aisle and was like, remember this, this and that. Because she apparently was one of the people that helped write the test. I don't care. Uh, what y'all gonna do? It's it's been out of I've been out of high school, what, 20 years? Darn <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me see how long I've been. Got, they already got reprimanded for that anyway, right? They sure did. I've been out of high school 15 years. But the gag is only my elementary school teacher was caught up in that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, uh I, I if it was if if there hadn't been a such thing as a the high school Georgia high school graduate system, which I think they might have gotten rid of now, I wouldn't have been concerned about graduating, but I definitely should not have passed. And I probably would have probably not walked with my class if we if we been totally honest. Yeah. Dang, ain't it crazy that we just finesse our way through life like that? Listen, gots to do it. Gots to do it. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to the episode, y'all. So but y'all thing- already know that this is going to be the episode of the slap box. I don't even know why y'all Yeah, in reality, that. I don't even want to do shop talk. I just want to go straight into that topic. Hey, because there might be something I want to talk about before we... <laughs> oh, you know what? It is something I want to talk about. Go ahead. You go. Um... I'm just okay. Oh, let me talk about <laughs> let me talk about this. I feel like all my um all my shop talk, well, a lot of my shop talks be about um Kim K. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, I'm not gonna talk about Kim. Um, it'll be about sexuality and stuff like that. So I just wanted to get your opinion on something. Um, this is not intended to gaslight. This is let me just make a disclaimer because I feel like um you know we're in a different time and I understand look this is our podcast this is our way of talking to each other conversation yeah, period you know so I mean even if nobody was listening we were gonna have the same conversation yeah, anyway. we're gonna have the same conversation anyway <laughs> so this is just you know just our real conversation and it's not intended to offend or gaslight anybody but okay anywho moving on from that um, uh, they're calling me white girl. I didn't even w- listen to this week's episode, but she had Socks of Santana on there, mm-hmm. and so um, it got on the topic of, I guess, sexuality. And he was saying that he does identify as gay now, but he hasn't always been that way. And um, he's from not Pensacola. He's from um, where he said Connecticut. No, he from he from Florida, but it's I'm no, he not. To, I listened to the episode. He was definitely not born in Florida, but he from there. He like grew up in Florida after like eleven years old. But oh, yeah. I didn't know it was that deep. Mm. <laughs> I was whatever, shocked to hear that. Yeah, whatever part of um, whatever part of Alabama, I mean, of Florida that's close to Mobile, he's right there because he said he went to high school in Mobile too. That's what he told me. But um, Ooh, I know that's right. Person, a source close to Santana said, <laughs> <laughs> "A source, okay." But um, no, he was saying that he, um, I found it real interesting because of um his appearance. You know, no lie, like he's he has nails, he wears makeup, and he was saying how um he used to date women. Now, as long as I've known Santana, because I knew Santana before he even became a rapper, when Santana was a makeup artist. He used to do makeup for one of my clients in Florida, Santana on the beat. That was his Instagram. But he's always been the same way. Like, I've never seen him any other way. But it's so funny because he was like, 
he ended up having sex with um, <laughs> a woman. He just to see, because he was like, you know, he. You I sound like him just then, just to see. Just to see, but he was saying that he identified as bisexual um, at first, just because he felt like that was a way to ease in. Um, so that's the, that's why I'm bringing it up because he did say that he had sex with a woman. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't something that he wanted to continue to do. Like he just say he did it. He just did it to do it. So my question um, or what I want to get from you is I noticed that a lot of men, um, especially in the industry or just if they're um, if they are like public figures or just popular or whatever, when they come out of the closet, they always start off as saying like, oh, I'm bisexual. Do you think that they feel the same way um, as Santana? Like he just, um, just a way to ease into it? Because I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely think that. I'm not, I mean, just whatever. Yeah, we'll be honest, I, mean, I definitely, because there are some people that have come out and I don't know if it would be fair to say this person's name, um, but I definitely feel like saying bisexual is just like what Santana said. It was a nice way to ease it in. And this is, this is my perspective. A man that is very feminine and he says he's bisexual, I assume he really is gay. And maybe he hasn't completely asked women out, like crossed them out, but he definitely has only dated men. You know what I'm saying? It's like, maybe you might appreciate a woman's body or a woman's, the idea of a woman, but you don't want to be with a woman. I don't know if I'm even explaining how I'm properly, how I'm actually thinking it, oh, I, I, but I, I do I feel like, I mean, obviously there are truly bisexual people, but I think that the people that I've seen come out as bisexual, I'm like, I get it. You just trying to love, soften the blow. And maybe because I've heard this from my gay friends who claim they weren't gay, that they just like they were in denial, you know what I'm saying? About you know that. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. So recently, um recently it's a guy who was signed to 1017. He was oh, yeah, supposed that. to be Gucci Man's protege at one point, to the point where his he changed where his rap name was Lil Wap, like Guwap. It was Lil Wop, um, and then he got the ice cream tattooed on his face like Gucci. So about a month ago, he came out as bisexual just randomly. And the internet, I mean, people who know of him or follow him, even people that didn't know him, just because of his appearance, they were like, oh, he's joking. Oh, this has to be a sick joke. Or he just- Not a sick joke, Jesus. Oh, they were going off because they were just saying basically how like, which I think is true, um, a lot of people use it, use gay baiting. I brought this up last week. They use you gay did. baiting to really in money. So a lot of these people who are rappers, um, like Young Thug and all these other people, um, who say little things like, oh, um, I'm going to marry you or, or whatever, or just say certain things that may make them seem like they're gay or bisexual to straight men or whatever to try to pull in. I don't know what what's that is about or whatever, but a lot of people seem to think that Lil Uzi and um, Lil, uh, Playboy, Playboy Cardi are like two of one of those people that do that, like gay baiting, like they wear nail polish and makeup and all this other stuff. Just I, when I see sometimes Uzi definitely, I and I don't know, maybe because sometimes I'm thinking like maybe that's just you know, this is not a good comparison. But do you remember in middle school when some of the dudes would be wearing a girl purse? 
Yeah, or like a crop, what they little jacket, they little hoodie or something. Yeah, the girl's jacket. Yeah. So, and obviously we were literally kids, you know what I'm saying? So it's not the same thing, but I feel like Uzi is childish. (laughs) So it's like, is that just something quirky about? I mean, I don't really know. And I mean, obviously he's with a woman, not that that means anything. But I just I wouldn't be surprised either or Cardi yeah. either either he's one different. Is he's I just I don't know I actually like both Uzi and Cardi, um, and I don't really care about it because I think that we're in a different time now. So um, more people are just accepting of things. Um, I look at it as a way of like now what what I do what I don't like is that some people do that and they wear stuff like that and act that way and then they're homophobic and it's just like girl like <laughs> literally <laughs> how, are you? how how but um my problem with that too sometimes is that people are okay with these people doing this until they vo- vocalize that they are gay yep yeah so you yep. can be straight and you can wear your nail polish you can wear eyelashes you can wear anything um like that but un- until you come out of your mouth and say oh you're i'm gay or i'm bisexual then it's a problem yeah, and I, I agree. And I think it, it honestly, the only and the only way it'll be quote unquote acceptable is if it's somebody that they fear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, he look bro cool with me. I ain't tripping about all that. But if it's somebody like Maori. Yeah. And what's might- so crazy is too, I think that as of recently, I've I've been I've been exposed to even like people like Maori and Santana who actually do fuck with women like from time to time. Like I they even use their own. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, like, I, I follow a girl. I follow a girl on TikTok whose boyfriend is a feminine gay boy. She said that that's what she likes. I mean, he wear nails. Is that that girl that um the dark skin girl? She she's my color. Am I dark skin? Uh, I mean, you're not light. I'm I would, LA I would say brown. Skin, so. Yeah, I'm brown, but I'm dark skin out here. No, I'm thinking about this one <laughs> particular girl. I feel like she's kind of popular, but she was dating a guy that was feminine or he was something. Yeah. But anyhow, he wore like nails and stuff and makeup. No, I think I can't remember. I can't like it's one of them things I just scrolled by before and I've seen it consistently enough to recognize her name if I heard it. But yeah, but, but no, I, I've I've recently just been exposed to things like that. So now my mind is very like, OK, maybe this could be a thing or maybe, um, you know, I don't have to try to treat it as if some freak show, because I think that in the back of my head, I'm like. This is so weird, but who am I to say that something's weird? Because at the end of the day, I'm not sleeping with them. I don't. I don't have to be a part of their sex life, and it's none of my business. So I just let people do what they do. I know a lot of trans men who date men. I've I've been hit on by trans men plenty of times. Um, you know, and at first it confused me because I'm like, you switch to being a guy to date men. Yeah, because so I guess I at the end of the day, your your parents don't really have anything to do with your desires because Caitlyn says she that still like women. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner still likes women. So I'm like, you know what? I think I need to just take my own advice and mind my business. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's I think how that, I, I feel that, about a lot of things. I'm just like, well, I mean, what yeah, can I, I do about that, it? I think that overall, what just the problem is that um, people kind of reject the unfamiliar mm-hmm, or they do. Kind of treat it a different way and I can honestly say that since I am a human being I have I'm a victim of that so I feel like I've done that in certain situations but I think now um, what I do is just try to get a better understanding of it without making somebody feel uncomfortable 
because that's yeah, a- that's that's all you can do. Because at the end of the day, it's nothing. Disliking it doesn't do anything for you or them. So it's just like move on, you know. Yeah. And then I also hate the fact that I hate situations where it's like people will be like. Well, y'all need to teach us because we don't know. It's not my job to teach y'all. The internet is oh, free, boo. You pay, yeah. you got a $1,200 phone. That's just the internet. thing they say to make it not awkward about being wrong. Just saying yeah. stuff. You yeah. need to teach us. We don't know. No, but like. And I also hate when people. Right there. This isn't exactly the same thing, but I hate when somebody has an unfamiliar name and they be like, I hope I said your name right. Instead of just asking how to pronounce their name or at least uh, making an honest attempt at saying their name. Because I feel like it's, um, now I don't have a difficult name, but for other people whose name may be different to others, I'm pretty sure they're tired of people saying it. Like, just ask me what my name is. Yeah. Ask, ask it. It's Y'all okay. ain't have no problem saying Schwarzenegger. Whoa. I'm sorry. Where's Khalifa? Um... Never mind. Is he all right? Yeah, he should need to put some trials on. Okay. All right. So anyhow. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about, I mean, I guess we can make this tweet from the streets before we get into the main topic, but I am really getting tired of opening my app on Twitter and seeing people die. It's like one of those things where I really have no control over it. And it's I've only experienced it on Twitter. Because I think Instagram takes stuff down like that, but Unfortunately, I saw the, the video of the young man falling off of the free fall ride at the amusement oh, park in Florida. And I just, it really, it really bothered me. It really, it made me upset because I shouldn't be able to see that. And I didn't even know what the freak I was looking at. I didn't, like, I just, you know what I'm saying? It was a video and it was a ride. You know, obviously we used to work at an amusement park. I'm thinking, I don't know what the freak about to happen. And I seen this little boy fall off the ride to his death. It just was sick. But Anyhow, aside from that, I wanted to briefly talk about, you know, we worked at an amusement park together and we had very strict safety regulations that we had to abide by, even as teenagers, like people's lives were in our hands. And one thing I tried to explain to my friend, like, I know it might not be the cool thing to say, but he, he probably should not have been on that ride due to his size. It it was so many different reasons as to why that ride shouldn't have pulled off. Yes. and for number one, this is the reason why I don't do fair rides and I don't do off-brand amusement parks. If it's not like it definitely was, yeah, <laughs> it was it was one of those little one-off things that they that they had, and you know, usually they are kind of safe. But the problem is that those rides are like you you have to be able to fit in a seat. So sometimes if you are overweight, people do try to like. You know, that's embarrassing to try to tell somebody that, but it's just for their safety, as we can see. Um, And then the way that those rides, that particular ride locked down, um, I don't think it had a strap in between. It just supposed to come all the way down and you lock in. But since, of course, he was overweight, um, it didn't go all the way down. I mean, you can see it on the video prior before, like the little picture. It was up. Yeah. So that's definitely something that shouldn't have happened. And I know people that that like scared people at like, oh, I'm not getting on rides. But listen, that was not supposed to happen. That was it was avoidable thing. for sure by the staff. And yeah. it was a lot of things, like you said, so many things like the employees should have never been on the on the on the on the um, you know how they supposed to clear the area before dispatching a ride. Yeah. How the employee was just standing on the dock, um, just while the ride was taking off. That should have never happened. And I wanted to mention something. So it's been a okay, so just to paint a picture, because <laughs> this is really throwing it back because it's been a long time since we worked at Six Flags, but I've had to put off little people 
kids, overweight folks, people who are just way too, too way outside, people that had a broken leg, pregnant people. I haven't had to ask them to get off the job after ride. And yes, they were upset. They went off on me. They cussed at me. They yelled at me. But if something would have happened to them on that ride, I knew better. I we had to take written exams saying these are the steps, like talking about detailed written exams to understand the safety and importance of these rides. I remember times that I've been on roller coasters with people. So, okay, for example, with that ride, they had a the shoulder harness, right? So when you push it down, you need to push it down until it click. But sometimes you don't always get that second click. And sometimes due to the pressure or the speed of that ride, that the harness will go up and it won't because you didn't get that full click when you push down. And I bet with this young man, I bet that's what happened. It didn't click all the way. It came down and it sat in place, but it was not locked. And no. so when he came down from the ride, it loosened up, like I've seen happen on roller coasters before. And they and they they're claiming that when he fell off the ride, when they checked the seat, that it was still in the locked position. I also believe that's possible because it probably lifted up a little bit, still in a clink position, but enough for his body to slide out, and no seat belt was able to keep him in his spot. So he fell out. So now if you've ever seen acrophobia with nobody on it and the seat be up. When Them it things stopped, shoot it up. flopped down. Oh yeah, it oh yeah, flopped, it does. You're right. He fell out of that ride before that thing came all the way down. So it was like hitting the brakes, yep. but it wasn't on. It wasn't fully braked. So once he right. slipped out, of course the damn thing gonna close. I forgot about that. I so it's no way, You know what I'm saying? Of course it's gonna close. So y'all can't even use that. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. And so what happened was probably it would have been further down the lock position if he had fallen out at a later point. But because it was coming down after already having something supporting it, it didn't, it didn't go. I didn't even think about that. So it's crazy. I mean, that was just literally a freak accident. And unfortunately, we have had some freak accidents at Six Flags. Six Flags. Park. For sure. For uh, sure. And uh, I'm not going to lie. All the ones that I can recall was people violating the, the safety restrictions. Yeah. Except one. The one who died on my ride, he he just had a heart attack. And you, He was a senior too, wasn't he? He was? I thought he was older. Okay, well. He, wasn't that old. he was like 43. Oh, 44. okay. Well, you know, yeah. you're 17, everybody old, so my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't that old. Dang, you think Mr. Richard's still with us? Absolutely. Mr. Richard's is the Six Flags dude? Oh, Mr. Richard! Goliath. I remember I, Mr. Richard. I don't know. No way, boy. Boy, no way, boy. He was well, so sweet. Are, Mr. Richard, I hope you good. He was he so was sweet. A- now I hope he's still with us. And if he's not, rest his soul. Yeah, he was, he was, so mean he to Mr. was very was, old. No offense. It was like, is he the Six Flags man? Yeah, people used to think that. Oh my God. But yeah, so I'm really sorry to the young man's family. I hate that happen, man. And I just feel like from the vibe of the employee, they seem careless. I did not see them. I mean, it would be times that we would be checking people's shoulder harness on the roller coasters and two or three people check the same seat just because we making yeah. sure everybody's checked. So it's just really a shame that that happened, man. I'm sorry. That it had to, that, that that happened to him you know imagine going to the park with your friends and then one of y'all don't come back you know it's just terrible and i just you know i just need people to, if, if they say you too little too big too short to whatever we're gonna ride please just listen that's for a reason and listen I, them 90 seconds is not worth exchanging for the potential of not coming back all right all right, let's move on to the uh, big topic of the week. I feel like every podcast in America is talking about the same thing this week. And why, why would we be any different? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. So when it comes to slapping, I was just playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So, you know, what's so funny. I have not, I think the only award show I've watched in recent history was the BET Awards once the pandemic first hit because it was remote and I was just interested in seeing how they did it. And I thought it did a great job. But before that, and ever since then, I have not watched any award shows. I always count on social media for my like highlights and things like that. So anyway, I had just got off a Zoom call with my family and the group chat started blowing up. And it was like, is this real? La, 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 la. I just investigated. Will Smith don't slap Chris Rock. Now, I think a lot of people at first felt like this, this can't be real. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way. So I see the video and I definitely was feeling the same thing. Like, is this really, this really happened? But then I heard the unmuted clip of Will cussing at, at Chris Rock. Basically, y'all, Chris Rock made a joke, a tasteless joke. I don't know if it was intentional, but basically he, he made a comment about Jada, I'm about to say Jada Waiter, about Jada Pinkett Smith having a bald head, but he just basically said, I can't wait for G.I. Jane too. Now, G.I. Jane has a bald head. So basically, he was just, you know, making light of her having a haircut, which is interesting because, you know, we have known Jada for a, several occasions having a bald head. Yeah. Even if you think so back to set it off. It off yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've known her to have a bald head. Now, I do remember her recently making an announcement about her health conditions, but I did not read it because I'm somebody that just tapped through posts and keeps swiping. I'm sorry to y'all, but I do not be looking for real. So um, that ain't got to do with Jada. But anyways, Will Smith, it didn't sit well with Will Smith. It seemed like they had, he was laughing with a lot of these jokes, but Jada never cracked a smile. And then they panned the camera to Chris Rock and boom, Will Smith come up there and slap him. So basically, y'all, it has a lot of people divided, you know, was this appropriate? Was this necessary? Should Will have handled it that way? And that's what I want to talk about today. So, you know, the theme is always protect black women. When Will went up and won his award post slap, he talked about protecting his family, being a protector, being a provider. Uh, Will has written a book where he's expressed how he didn't feel like a protector, that he wasn't able to protect his mother when she was in a domestic violence situation and just so many other things where he kind of felt like his ability to protect and serve for lack of better terms has been challenged. So I feel like, you know, it's come. So when I first saw, I didn't think whether, I didn't think he was neither wrong or right. I didn't think anything of it. I was more so like, wow, this just happened. Now I think that, I think that Chris Rock's joke seemed lighthearted. But I also um, thought back on the situation about Jada's hair. Like, you know, she obviously has expressed that she has, has a condition. I don't know if it's just alopecia or if it's an illness causing alopecia, but it was tasteless, right? Also, um, Chris Rock made a dirty joke about Jada in the past. Because my thing is like, okay, if he went up there to slap him, this got to be deeper than G.I. Jane. Like, ain't, to, me, to me, if it was just that joke, I think the slap was not warranted. That's just my, you know, I just don't think it was necessary. But I do, from what I gather, it seems like they might have had some underlying issues. This was the last straw. And he was like, all right, I'm fed up. So anyway, I'm talking in circles right now. But I guess my, um, basically I'm saying like, you cannot really tell someone how to respond to disrespect, you know? And while I think that the Oscars is this nice, highly regarded event, everybody looks nice, people are there to be recognized for their efforts. I mean, on site, me on site. I, I think that's just where I'm at with it. Um, <laughs> um, so here's the thing, right? That that's slap that Will did was very inspiring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
and I keep telling people that because I feel like, especially in my in in my work field, and probably in your work field too, um, just in life in general, we have always been taught to not act a fool around white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can do whatever we want around some niggas, some black people. Yep. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. But we cannot, we we have just been taught to like, oh, they already think that we did and they already think this and they blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. Now, we've had some moments on live TV and, you know, uh, caught on camera of, non-black people, non-people of color doing some crazy shit. And January 6th. <laughs> What's T? The whole 2020. And barely getting reprimanded for it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like also everybody ain't wired right. And that and you know it's it's we are we are adults and we are um allowed to like we're all supposed to like so not suppress our emotions but it's a time and a place for certain things. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, speaking for myself personally, it's been a lot of situations where I probably should have ran up on a bitch on site and I just didn't just because we in public and in my head, I'm like, you know what? You already have a criminal record. So yo, um, <laughs> that is not so, what I thought the first point was going to be. <laughs> you already have a criminal record. So yo little um, yo, you know, it's not gonna give a slap on the wrist. Yeah, about to say you might not get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's one. And then two, it's just like it's embarrassing, and it's like I don't want that to become my brand. So that's why I said it's very inspiring because for me, I feel like on site, like even when, and, and don't, that don't even mean fighting. That just means correcting just people, checking or somebody, yeah, checking somebody in general, just. As it happens, because I think the problem for me is what pisses me off or what gets me to stressing out about stuff is that the fact that I don't attack it head on. And that's just how I received it. Um, unfortunately, the situation just happened the way it did. But, um, you know, I'm sure Jada felt very protected. She felt very, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, at least I know for sure that he ain't go and, and and she may not never had a doubt about it before, but if any moment, but that, that was the most right public display her, of uh, yeah protection. Yeah, it was that like was just a moment where that she probably felt a hundred percent safe and protected. Let she know that her husband is gonna do whatever he got to do to make her feel safe. And I, I agree. I, That's I, the kind of king. If you ain't stepping, we don't have that. We don't have that. And then we got people chiming in like these um these rappers and all these other people who um hit women behind closed doors. So let's Oh, don't even get me started on fabulous. I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's just and and he probably ain't the only one. That's just the one that we know about. Yeah, exactly. So it's, not, it's not nothing, you know. I don't know. Like I just feel like if anything, black men should be be applauding Will. Um, yeah, the, the circumstances were just, you know, whatever, but it's just, that's just what we saw on the surface, but I'm pretty sure that, that, that was far beyond, like, I feel like that was one of them last straw slaps. And yeah. would people be reacting this way if it happened backstage? Like, is it because it was, you know what I'm saying? If, if we heard that, it, that Will slapped Chris Rock at a party for telling this joke, would they be, would it be different? 
Is it because it was at a party and not at the award show? I don't know. For me, I don't have a temper and not saying that Will does, but when I'm angry at people, it, I don't, I used to think to fight, but I'm at a point now where yelling somebody, yelling at them and checking them verbally is my first step. But I can't tell nobody else how else how to how to address somebody coming for their wife who was dealing with a medical condition. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. the Oscars might not have been the, the best place, but we talk about somebody who has decades of a clean record. Don't act yeah. like Will is somebody that be getting in trouble. I don't get the storyline from Bella confused. This is somebody who was highly respected, has paved the way for himself, for his family, self-made, literally don't need nobody up in there. If we being totally honest. So it's just crazy that people now talk about, oh, did he ruin his legacy? What, what happened? What? Y'all, what? Did Trump, this man did Trump ruin talk- his legacy? Hmm? Did Trump ruin his legacy? Hello? Hello, somebody? It's people It's people up from January 6th still clocking at the same job they was working at. So it's just crazy. So I think I think that, um, I'm not, not that I'm, 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 I'm conflicted with the situation. I would not have slapped, but I also respect it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? That's how you listen. Your wife is going, cause this is also how, how you have to look at it too. Whatever they have been very private for a long time up until recently. And that's why I'm annoyed that people are trying to say he doing all that for Jada. She been emasculating him and making him look, how, how, how can you say that this man wife emasculated him? From something that they did for consent, everything was consensual. And hello, he li- will say himself there was no infidelity in a marriage. So what are y'all talking about? What are y'all y'all anyway? So anyway, <laughs> I don't lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, I had I'm getting a little passionate, but um, I just feel like you know it could be one of those situations where it could be a bigger case than what she publicly shared. They could be at home every day, going to different doctors' appointments, going to treatment sessions, crying. Who knows? And I'm just saying, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors to make that joke land the way it did. It's like, all right, bro, you know, like it's one thing. Yes, people are allowed to tell jokes. People are allowed to be comedic, all these other things. But I feel like it was some tea behind that joke. Yeah, I don't think that we'll like Chris Rock that much. Awesome. Because it, anyway. it gave that. Exactly. Anyway, um, but yeah, when people when people are saying like, you know, protect black women to me, that means standing up for them verbally, physically, whatever, but not allowing somebody to disrespect them. Because the thing is, ever since this um entanglement situation people have been coming sideways at them before it was just speculation oh i think will and jada got an open marriage oh i think this oh i think which is even crazy because all y'all talking about they had this open marriage and now she emasculated him by being with august alcina the problem was that it was august alcina Mm. (laughs) and we don't know what will has done you know in consent with his wife but anyway I just feel like um, ever since they have been a little bit more open about their personal and private life, people have felt comfortable enough to make these certain statements about them. And it has trickled through Hollywood. People on red carpet, Laverne Cox. And I don't even think she meant any harm. I think she just felt like she was, you know, this is one of, this is a good moment, a big moment for her. She just probably didn't know what else to say, whatever. But I just feel like people, this, I think of two things in confidence. People will respect them more and shut up about it, or people will continue to mock at him because they know it's a trigger point. So I don't really know what's going to happen going forward, but I need y'all to slide out the way for Will to Smith because you y'all literally could never. I could never. Nobody can never. And we I, talking I about like, icons. Yeah, and then on top of that, I think we all have moments where we kind of like spazzed out before, but oh, I, I feel like... <laughs> Why should we apologize for that? Exactly. The only difference. I mean, if it's if you're wrong, 
wrong, but I mean, y'all also have to acknowledge people that provoke people that to that take them to those places. Like now, I would say it's. I think he should. I mean, apology. I think yes, and not just to Chris Rock, more so to disrupting this event that was produ- produced. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because in the actor's career, Oscars are a huge deal. People go for that ego, the EGOT um, acronym and things like that. So maybe it's like, hey, y'all, I didn't mean to cause a disruption in the production. I just wanted to disrupt y'all hosts for coming at my mm. wife sideways. But yeah, anyways, um, I think, I listen, if more people stood up for the women in their life or even the people in their life in general, it probably be a lot yeah, less disrespect. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, step, st- stand up for the, for people in your life. And that's why I say it's inspiring because, I mean, just to see that. And even though um, I do I do feel like I do a good job at standing up for people who um, are being done wrong, I could be louder. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, see, it I don't could even be a little be bit louder and it could be a little bit more direct. Hey, and see, for me, I think that... Um, I just, I be trying to stay out of the way. Now, now, I definitely speak up for the people I care about. I definitely will go to war about that thing. But I also, at the same time, try to, I quickly try to calculate what's going on around me. Like, would I do this okay. at the family reunion? Probably not. Would I do it at Lenny's Mall? Absolutely. Open up, <laughs> open up that thought chakra. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, I, it's just, it gotta suck to be famous, man. It's just too much you gotta be faced with. It's like you have this passion to perform and get paid for it, but then you gotta also deal with what comes with being so visible. Even with so many years in the industry, people got the audacity. People who literally would give up, give up their grandmama to be in your position got the audacity to be telling you what you did wrong. Hallelujah. Chris Rock ain't no Will Smith, baby. Yeah, he they said really that not. man, Chris, they said Will Smith got two million more followers on Instagram. Two million? <laughs> Jesus. He need to start selling flat tummy tea ASAP. Just kidding. But also I thought it was fine that um he had made that post before the awards even started saying that him and Jada was coming to, um. let me make sure I get the quote right. Please hold. Oh, dang, he don't got three million now. His captain said, me and Jada Pickett Smith got all dressed up to choose chaos. You know what I commented? You ain't lie. Mm. This was before everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. he he, Because he knew he came in there with, with a vengeance, baby. He knew somebody. He's going to hand by his book. <laughs> the sales probably don't went up. They're going to go back order to my first great grandchild. I'm trying to say Chris Rock sales got... They, hey, and I ain't mad at it because they gonna expect him to address the slap and he I mean not as mine as well just kidding I wouldn't just let it go but they're gonna they're gonna expect him to speak up about it so I don't know how he's gonna address that because on one hand it's like yeah make light of it because you know people say if you take if you get ahead of the joke people can't use it against you but it's like do you get slapped again mm. I'm definitely gonna get this audio book say less but anyways um I mean, it just is what it is. You can't tell people how to react disrespect. That's just what it is. And I hate all these comparisons. Oh, he could have killed him. Or what if it was somebody else? He wouldn't did that to no white person. Okay, white person, try your luck. My thing about that is... And I know some men who, you know, they don't think about the potential of losing their life. They feel like dying about your respect is better than dying and having having your pride. It's like, listen, you're not yeah. going to come to my folks any kind of way. So what happens to me happened, but I'm going to make sure I go out with you knowing that you don't play with my folks like that. Mm. Not that one. That was my <laughs> favorite um, clip from that one show. Uh, what was that show? 
on on uh VH1 that little hair show. I forgot. I don't know, huh? Let's get back to this looking crazy in front of white folks thing. It's just let's I, go. Let's talk about I, it. I hate that we're conditioned to like want white acceptance, man. Like I say all the time, like certain standards that's in corporate America are based is not is not with us in mind. What what acceptance do we need from them? Literally, being the 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 likable Negro has not benefited us whatsoever. Ever. Like, what does that do for us? Because as soon, even if, you, matter of fact, looking at Bel Air, if anybody's looking at Bel Air, you've been watching it? Yeah. So you seen the last episode when the, the white guy told Carlton that he, um, he's trying to take out, basically he was, he, something along the terms of a sport they can have to themselves. Because, you know, they say black people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he was like, um, when Carlton kept losing and he said something, he said something to the extent of, um, they can't have a, they can't have this sport. They can't win every sport. Now this day homeboy. Now Carlton is the the leader of the lacrosse team, one of the most popular guys in school, and he black. And he wore all these white boys that he let say the n word. They he think they accepted him because he think he don't he don't blend it in because he come from this rich family. You are still black, and it's really sad. And unfortunately, I grew up with that same mentality, thinking I gotta look and talk and act a certain way to be accepted by these white folks. And then I got, I got into this one particular environment where I was around a lot of white folks, and I had you know I was like, forget it, I don't even care no more. And it, it, it does not make a difference. Y'all was literally talking about me regardless, literally. Yeah. I um, I feel the same way. So when I work for Mac, Mac is a is is marketed as a um company that accepts all ages all sexes all races and so they were that they were they were that company you know i'm not going to take that away from them but i did feel obligated to kind of like mold who i was because um and this wasn't even from people that weren't black this is from black people just because i was more hood and i speak you know the way i talk is a little bit more like i guess hip or the nine nine you know whatever so they would just basically tell me in so many words like i could never elevate in a company at particular mm. counters because of the way that i talk same and the whole time that, i could put all y'all on early retirement let's be very honest so here's the thing though and one thing i never i never do into this day i don't walk around and brag about instagram followers i just feel like that's so childish I'm not getting money from Instagram. I mean, I I am, but I ain't. Yeah, like yeah, Instagram sure. isn't paying me, but- Your talent is still exists outside the app. There we go. So I never am that person that's like, oh, because I have this many followers on Instagram, not, you know, blah, blah, blah. The thing about it is when it came to that counter, I brought in most of the, of the, a lot of the sales because of my Instagram following. Mm. So obviously me and my ghetto ass jargon um, <laughs> is good for something because I yeah. think the, the problem was that that wasn't the market of Bloomingdale's. But here's the thing, y'all market is all white women. They coming in there getting the same products they use in 94. Mm. So it's they refilling they, they face powder and they lipstick. They, ain't want, they don't want a little pencil lip line. They don't want to hear that. Now, some people did, like I, I you know, but I always, I always the type of person where I proved them wrong silently. I've even had a manager, okay? This is when I knew that them hoes didn't like me. <laughs> I had a manager because um, the way that it works, you can get, you get positions, um, with, with certain positions, you get certain benefits. 
So if you are a full-time artist at Mac, you get like health benefits, you get paid time off, you get um, all type of stuff, all type of benefits like that. And so of course I want that and you get more hours. So I was applying for like a 25 or 24 hour position or a 30 hour position, meaning that that's the minimum amount of hours that I can work that week. Even though I can work up to 40 or more, but- that At least that's how many you're getting. Yeah. Cause they had like 10 hour positions, 15 hour. And that's what I was doing. Cause I was still freelancing, but I wanted another position. So I interviewed for it. <clears throat> My current manager at the time told me out of her mouth. Now I don't know if everybody um, listening is from Atlanta, but um, I'm gonna try to describe it as best way as I can. Okay. So I worked at Linux. I worked at Bloomingdale's in Linux and I worked at Macy's in Linux, but I interviewed for this position at Bloomingdale. She told me, she said, have you thought about working at either the South Lake or the Stonecrest locations? Because I think that it'll be a better fit for you. And I'm like, what? First of all, obviously, I got hired at Linux. I interviewed at Linux and got hired the same day on the spot at Linux, baby. Like, yeah. she still, she still didn't feel like you was good enough. Ain't that crazy? It made me think though when you said that. She didn't hire me though. She even, you know what she even told me? What? She told me that because um we I went to a hiring fair for Mac when I first wanted to work there. She said she remembered me from the hiring fair. She's the one who didn't hire me because when I came, I brought in a portfolio and my portfolio were printed out photos of my work. So I just because I didn't have like a like at that time I didn't know about like uh, the actual um, portfolio. The actual portfolio. You know, this is transitioning into online stuff. So this is when people used to have physical portfolios. Mm -hmm. And she told me that looking through my portfolio, she could feel the energy that I thought that I was better than people because I did people like Iggy Azalea and all these other different celebrities. I'm like, obviously I'm not if I'm applying for a position. And you were still really early on your in your career at that time. Very. So why would you think you was better than these folks? And you trying to work there. Ask her. That's so, so to crazy. This day, and what's so crazy is that like over time she's apologized about it because she's like, you know what? I really didn't underestimate you. Like she told me this at the counter. I underestimate you, estimated you and blah, blah, blah. Like she apologized about it, but she follows me on social media and she writes me all the time. But anytime she jumps on my live when I'm on live or anything like that, I make sure to bring it up. <laughs> I'm like, you remember that one time you told me? <laughs> oh my like, god! Saying that my ghetto ass needs to be at fucking Stonecrest. That's a shame, and not that Stonecrest and Southlake doesn't deserve a talented makeup artist. She didn't even mean it like that. She meant like, them your people. Them my type of clients. Mm-hmm. But people. saying that reminds me of what Michael Blackson said. He said something along the terms of, "This ain't the BET Awards," and it's like, why are you looking at our own people like that? You know what I'm saying? We should be able to have fun when we are amongst our own folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why is it? Why are you? Obviously, the BET Awards ain't the Oscars. Clearly, okay. The Academy has been around for a long time, but to say that that type of behavior should be at the BET Awards instead is just lame. It's just, you know, these are the same award shows who want to honor people like him and want to recognize our own people for the contrib- contribution they made in entertainment. But you don't even value them. Half the time, these folks don't even go to those award shows. They don't even be there. They be having to set, a set rewards from, from Zoom whole time. They could have been down there. Mm. Anyways. You're giving late. But you know what? That from, you know, um, 
I think when once I left that job, and um, first of all, when I left that job, it it helped me with rejection, especially in my field, because it's a lot of times where I kind of put myself out there for certain jobs or certain types of clients, and I'll get rejected. But it's okay because I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to be in that environment. I just be thinking about um, what would be more lucrative than what I'm doing now. So I'd be like, okay, maybe I can go this route. But I mean, I'm learning that I just, I make my, you know, I decide what makes me money or how much, you know what I'm saying? What I can accept or what I like. Um, So yeah, shout out to the people that um, try not to negotiate (laughs) black people's rates. At the end of the day, go for what you feel like you deserve for yourself or what you want for yourself. Don't change who you are based on. I mean, obviously there's a time and a place for everything, but don't feel like you have to completely revamp your image to be accepted by people who do not look like you. And if it's somebody disrespected, somebody you care about, address it. It just Hmm. is what it is. There Mm. are repercussions for every action. So definitely consider that. But if it means something to you, just don't, you know, don't kill nobody. Oh, I would never. Because, I mean, there's a thin line between smack and smack the black out you to the point where you fell off the stage and hit your head. Now you got to sue because you got a concussion. I mean, he did slap. What's that little girl said? He slapped him motherfucker down to the ground, okay? <laughs> why did I see a video? On, somebody sent it to me, and that's why I hate people's conspiracies. Talking about if you zoom in, you can see a fake cheek on Chris Rock's face. This is another distraction in America. Girl, I'm so tired of dis- distractions in the mirror. I'm so tired of the word distraction. I wish I could. I wish I could mute words before I see them on my on social media. And I wish I could mute Justin LaBoy being reposted from people I follow. I actually like Justin LaBoy's post. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of the one of five million people that don't. But I actually be enjoying it because I relate to a lot of it. Unfortunately, of course you do. I think I think the reason why it annoys me so much is because I know that he is on the other side of the page and he's not he's not creating original content. Mm, where he getting it from? What you he think? Said people send them to him. He just repost memes. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that be true sometimes. Every single month. Oh, he go them dum 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 Aries. Dum 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 dum. They said the same thing about everybody. You know, just in an effort to get reposted, I guess. But I'm sorry, I don't want to see his posts. I don't even like seeing memes. That's why. That's why I shouldn't even be on Instagram. But you there? I know, cause I like looking at myself. I like looking at my page. And I like attention. Do you? <laughs> Loves it. Anyways, all right, y'all. Let's wrap this episode up. Man, y'all, for real, for real, y'all, please pray to the house guys that I'm done with this. I'm going to put you on number one on my prayer list. I put my offer in on February 7th, y'all. In the best case scenario, it can take 21 days to close on the house. It's about to be 60, okay? I never experienced this before in my life. So they just not saying nothing or? No, they saying stuff. But they dragging their feet. They just, this is the thing. In this situation, I brought my own lender, which means, okay, so when you go to buy a house, just a quick story, realtors have lenders that they like to work with. And they typically typically are like, hey, these are the lenders I like to work with if you're looking for one. My realtor did do that. But the realtor, the lender that I'm working with right now, I work with them for my current home and I love their process. I feel like they had nice tech. Like a lot of lenders, you have to scan and email and fax a lot of different documents. And for this particular lender, you just upload it to a portal and you link stuff. And then it might not seem like a big deal, but when you got to send over 50 different documents, it's a time saver. And so I was like, you know, I really like their process. They have a portal where I can view the status of everything instead of emailing and asking all these questions. So I'm like, let me just work with them. 
but the lender that I, the, the person at this lender that I worked with before no longer works for me, he works for another company. So I just got a new lender through the same company, expecting the same experience. But it is definitely easier when your lender has a relationship with your realtor because they communicate. And in mm-hmm. my situation, they don't know each other. Yes, they have been communicating, but things are not, I don't feel prioritized. And that's, yeah. this is one of the reasons why people say don't finance through a bank. Don't go through Chase or Wells Fargo because you are just a number to them as you are to all lenders. But if you have a local lender, someone who, you know, they need your business, they care about your business. But if you go to a big national lender, you whether you buy your home with them or not, the next customer will. It's one of those situations. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm here now. And um, this isn't discouraging me to into buying a home. But um, I definitely know that I can't handle that right now. <laughs> like all that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely requires some patience in this situation. But I'm telling you, for this to be my fourth property, I've never experienced this ever. And this is also an investment property. So it's not like I'm buying something residential. So there was a lot more documentation I needed to provide and might I add money. So, you know, that's just one of them things. Whew, I'm going to tell you, we got to line how much money I got to call for. You're going to fall out your sofa. I ain't going to fall out. I know. I oh, know yes, you will. I, but I, the thing about it is, with you, when it comes to stuff like that, I actually... You need you really need to just teach a frugal class. That's what people because, say. People don't listen. Because the thing about it, now I will say that LA probably will make me a more frugal person for one, because the only thing that I spend my money on mostly is like um clothes and food, like like miscellaneous money, like money that I just be spending. So what I do love about LA is that people here are not more, they're not like superficial or they don't, they they are into their looks to a certain extent, but it's a certain crowd. Mm-hmm. But um, just everyday people, what I will say is like, I feel overdressed a lot. Like people look at me out in public and be like, "What do you do?" Or like, "What?" Are, like they think I'm a celebrity in Atlanta. This is normal. I'm like, we all dress like rappers in Atlanta. That's just I know. I'm do. learning that from TikTok. People be like, "I can't." This girl from New York, she was like, she went to the club just throwing a sweatsuit to go to the club. She was like, "So y'all step out no matter what every time." And she, she was talking about Atlanta people. Yeah, so she was like in comfort, like a t-shirt and some sweatpants. And just to go to the a bar or whatever, and this girl had on like a fashion over outfit, and she was like, This how y'all dress for everything? Yes. <laughs> so, like coming here, it's really definitely toned everything down. I would for me. see, I would expect that everywhere. So I guess I would be overdressed somewhere else. Yeah, like I just I I be overdressed all the time, but I mean these are my clothes, like this is what I what wear. are those? These are clothes. Like I just dress like that. So de- definitely that. And then going out to eat here is just a lot. First of all, it's $20 to park. Um, yeah, I do not miss California parking. It's like $75 to eat. Mm-mm. So that's like $100 for a meal. Like today I'm going out. Like er- earlier I went with my friends to a ramen spot. It was lunch special, $15. And I got a whole meal, $15 plus tip in tax. Um, and then I got ice cream. Mm. But we're going for tacos tonight. But the place that we're going to, it's like $7 for all you can eat tacos. And then the margaritas are like, buy one, get one, like two for one, because it's Taco Tuesday. So I'm oh, like, wow. Mm. It might be nice. Yeah, uh, y'all have fun with very, that. I'm very, I'm trying to be very frugal. Um, I'm trying to go to Alicia. Well, that's what I'm going to call it. Every time, but for real though, every time I go out and I'll be like, uh, Alicia wouldn't do that. So I'm not doing <laughs> 
<laughs> no shade. Because I swear to God, I promise you, like, when I was in Atlanta, I'm like, now this girl, too cheap. But now, living here, I'm like... Listen, I am cheap. The thing is, I feel like when I going out to eat is not something that I want to do regularly. I just don't even enjoy it. First of all, it's yeah. something that I would like to like plan out, but I cannot doing it every single day. I like to rest and relax. Like I just that's too much moving around for me. Like I don't even go out to brunch here. I haven't been to brunch since I moved here. Like I, that was something that I did all the time in Atlanta. Yeah. Um. And now I'm Alicia to it. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm gonna cook me a meal. I might even DoorDash if I'm feeling like it, but I, but you know, I always been out of the way. I don't got time. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But being cheap has helped me get to this moment I'm in now. Cause when I, I said all that to say that you're going to spend that money, but you definitely going to get it back probably times four. Now, oh, how long sure. thank you? Probably 18 six. months. It's going to take me 18 months to recoup this investment. If that just paints a picture how much money well, I that's, Listen, you have another dog by then. No, I'm not. Well, I might. I actually been thinking about getting a second dog, which is crazy. See, crazy and sick in the head. Anyway, let's wrap this thing up, mine. Hey, mine. In in conclusion. Um. Yeah. Just you know what? I don't know. really. Huh? No, I was just saying. In conclusion. Um. Slap that hole today, cause you don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Cause if you don't slap it today, you're gonna be thinking about it later on. The week after, like, damn, I should have hit her. You see, Will Will at home. With yeah, that's how we get to it. Right. That. He sleep. He probably relaxing, chilling in the bed with his Oscar and Jada. All right. This has been another episode of OD Podcast. Holla at yeah, you, girl. Holla at your twirl, world, and curl. Okay. And curl. Dang, he just had to take the pearl from me. I'm sorry. Okay. I just said, okay. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.